You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hardcore podcast, where we're going to talk a lot about hardcore today. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. I'm Tom. What do we got, fellas? <sighs> we're doing good. Did you? Are you back on track? You remembered the flow of everything? I guess. I not not really. I'm I'm still a, a little out of whack. Mm, you, know, you know. Um, before we get knee deep in hardcore chat of the day, we want to shout out our wonderful sponsors. To Live a Lie Records. Brap. Death Wish Inc. Brap. Closed Casket Activities. Brap, brap. Tom, give me a Tom sound for today's highlighted sponsor, Run for Cover Records. Beep, beep, beep. Uh, I was hoping you'd go brap. No. Brap. They go full on thugged out like fucking like, brap. like yeah, 1995 Timberland rap. Yeah, pretty yes. good. I like it. I like it. Um, shout out to everybody at Run for Cover Records. We we love them. Uh, they've been doing a lot of stuff. Um, you've probably seen it. Uh, they got the new One Step Closer record out there. Hell yeah! Got the portrayal of guilt. Yes, it is portrayal of guilt. Christ fucker LP out there. Really cool. There's a bunch of variants, which is crazy. So go get those. Uh, the anxious uh, little green house. Uh, LP is out there. Go order that. I know the very out there going quick. But today we're highlighting the fact that not only do they have these new records, they just signed a new band named Waveform. Um, really chill, kind of mellowish, fuzzy stuff from Connecticut. Um, they are re-releasing their latest album, Last Room, on vinyl for the very first time. So it's due out in January, like all these records that are coming out. It's up for order now. Um, yo, go check it out. If you're a fan of the last turnover record, if you're a fan of the more mellow run for cover stuff, I highly recommend this. I, I was pretty pleased when I checked out the song favorite song. Um, it's cool. It's fun. It's it's light, but uh, it still moves, if that makes any sense. Is this the band? I watched a, a music video today. I think I think it was this band where I just thought the concept of the video was something I actually have lived and it was so annoying that I was like, Oh, I have to click on this. It's a guy who has to move a bed across town. Yes. Correct. 100%. Have you ever had to do that? I had to, I, one time I had to move a mattress in the rain. Holy shit. The worst. I had to throw out a fucking box spring. Oh, getting rid of a box spring is really fucking annoying by myself. Didn't fit in the elevator. had to carry it down the stairs. That's oh. when you just throw it down the stairs. But then that's when I was like, yo, being single is onerous. Mm-hmm. Oh, yo, there's a like, lot of if I could have just someone on the other end of this help me down the oh, stairs. Oh, it makes a big difference. It makes a huge difference. Oh, my God. Brutal. Yeah, there's a lot of parts of life that we don't really talk about. <laughs> it gets dark. 
Hold on one uh, I'm going to take this uh, call from a guy that we have business relationship with. It's going to take two seconds. And, and shout out everybody. Runforcoverrecords.com. Go check it out. Also, get that last Narrowhead record, Satisfaction. Um, that's up for pre-order right now, too. So, um, yeah. Yo, shout out to them for diversifying their bonds. Lots of cool stuff out there. Uh, Tom, how are you doing today while Patrick is on the other line? I'm doing all right. I'm watching a little fucking foosball, you know, in the background. Ooh, foosball in the background. Yeah. What's going on with working. that? Uh, I mean, well, if I give the game, then we're giving away when we sold. When we oh, sold yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, oh, you mean football. I thought you literally meant foosball. Like, like. Oh, I wait. Yeah, I'm playing. You know, like, I'm like well, you, yo, you what, what, are you on ESPN? The quietest four? game of foosball ever. Yeah. 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 Like you're on the, the Ocho, you know, like, come on. <laughs> um, How's work been? I have a uh, work has been crazy. Um, yeah, a uh, bunch of stuff with COVID stuff, and then just people leaving, and just it's 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 been a lot. Um, you got yeah. something? Give me something. What do you got? Well, I was gonna, you know, a movie that I watched recently mm. that is uh, that I would recommend every every hardcore dude to watch. Okay. Okay. Um, it's a movie called. Um, um, oh my god! You're blanking. Promising young woman. Okay. Promising oh yeah. Young woman. Okay. I've heard about this one. So it's Carrie Mulligan. Um, Bo Burnham's like her partner in it. Alfred Molina's in it. I'm not gonna get into it. Just because you should watch it, kind of like unsu- unsullied. But I think a lot of people in general, but hardcore dudes should watch this movie. All right. All right. So everybody that. report back. It's one of those movies. Like I was talking, we were talking about this the other night. Like, you know, those movies that are like, fuck that, like really impacted me, but I'll never watch that again. Yep. Yeah. It's one of those. It's like Re- Requiem for a Dream. Not that. Well, the, 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 it, it, it's a pretty, it's a pretty heavy movie. So just like if you're watching with people, like be aware of what I mean, I think you'll figure out pretty early on what it's about. Um, but I think it's something you should definitely watch. All right. We'll do it's on HBO. Get into it. Love it. Uh, watch Malignant Because that movie was fucking insane. OK, I've got some movie. I, I guys with um when you have a small child, like very small. Yes. You uh you can't. You can't get to the movies that much. And also, you got to pick your spots. But recently, after about 8 p.m., if I'm not recording Axe to Grind, I, uh, I do have a little bit of time where I can just chill. And literally, the only thing I want to do is lay down and, and watch a movie or TV or sports. And so, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been on the hunt for some good stuff. So uh, people throw your recommendations our way. We'll catch that. PK, how is our business associate? Uh, our business associate is good, uh, you know, uh, to, to uh, not to be morbid, but to uh, our listeners who uh, have neither parent in their life anymore. Shout out to you. I uh, am seeing up close that there's a, a lot to that, obviously. Yes. And also uh, the actual nuts and bolts is very annoying uh, of kind of, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, cleaning up somebody's life you know, uh, after they're gone. Uh, so 
Uh, he's dealing with that, but doing a good job. Uh, the, you know, life is annoying, right? Like you got to sell houses, you got to do, uh, you got, you, you got to clean up people's accounts, call up a bunch of accounts, which by the way, weirdly, many accounts require you to have the death certificate, which is totally morbid and strange. Correct. And, uh, there's just a lot to probably it. a necessary so, evil, which sucks. Yeah. yeah it, it's yeah. It's like, a. I don't know how you get around it bureaucratically, but, uh, yeah, it's just, there's, it well, seems like a total uh, headache. You you said it well. Life is annoying, but uh, what people don't tell you is that death is both sad and then also annoying. Um, yeah, annoying as like, hell. That's exactly it's, right. It's a sad thing. So um, shout out to everybody who's who's had to suffer loss and and the the immediate after moment is something people don't talk about. It's like it's like those things they don't talk. Like yo, I'm not going to do it here, but like. Uh, birth the delivery is a very different thing than what you see on TV. There's a lot going on and can be really beautiful, really crazy, really a lot of things. Uh, when, when somebody close to you close enough that you have to then get involved and deal with things dies, you know, all of a sudden you're being uh, asked for paperwork and asked for doing this. And now, Hey, here's, here's what has to happen now. And you have to deal with these accounts. Yo, um, it is, uh, the last thing anyone needs to deal with. So, uh, shout out to anyone who had to deal with that. That shit sucks. Um, let's get on the good foot, guys. Let's let's talk some fucking hardcore. Um, I want to go freewheeling. I want to spin it around. We had some really good conversations online. Lots of people. Uh, people are in a good spot with hardcore right now. I agree with that. Um, well, actually, hold on. I, I want to ask you both individually. So maybe that's where you're going, PK. Are you in a good spot with hardcore right now? Uh, no, I'm not necessarily. But uh, I, I, without getting into, I think that uh, you and I have had conversations uh, independent of each other with people who are in a bad place with hardcore. And uh, that's interesting because I don't see myself like you asked me and I said, no, I'm not in a great place, but I, I don't find myself complaining about it at all. Cause I actually think that for the most part, things are good. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm personally not moved by a lot right now. It's, it's been like two bands in a year that have like mm. at all kind of like, pulled me into thing, you know but like there's there's things i like like the uh the dare single when i heard that i was like oh what a fucking fun piece of hardcore you know and i'm like right. oh i like this but like i'm kind of at a stage where i really i'm not i can talk about things that i like but i'd really like to feel overwhelmed and i'd really like to feel moved and some people say that that's an unrealistic standard to hold things to as we get older, but I'm still, I still search it out and I still do th hold things to a standard. So uh, I'm not in the best place in that I'm not feeling super inspired right now, but I'm also not in a bad place in the respect that I think that there's a great many bands doing what they're doing well. Yeah. I, I will say this. I had a conversation Tom. I want to get to where you're at with how you're feeling on hardcore right now. Good. Great. Uh, indifferent, etc. But um, I'll call him Max. We'll call him Max. Uh, he he was he was he was in a down place. It was also I caught him in a mood, so you know. But um, he was pretty fired up. But where he got to about it is a place that even if you're in a down place, 
was that um, he felt so because he was passionate about his love for, for the thing in general. You know what I mean? I always say the worst thing, and this speaks kind of broadly, but I think it can be used in broad strokes. Worse than um, being pissed or feeling like shit sucks is pure apathy. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's never good. That's the opposite of love. Yes, that is the opposite of love. That's correct. Thank you, Tom. That's perfect. It is truly the times when I've felt the most disconnected from hardcore. It isn't when I'm like, damn, ugh, I don't like this. Duh, I don't like that. Or, uh, you know, I, I was unhappy that people loved this band, but I was didn't get it at all. It's when I just didn't care at all about any of the shit that was going on. There's a lot of reasons for it. Life gets in the way, right? You know what I mean? You get older. Uh, The three of us have a a combined age of 273. So um, what the hell do we know? But we've been able to be around and you go through these ups and downs. When I feel apathetic, there was a few years where I was just like, all right, you know, I don't, this stuff's all big and I don't, particularly care for it i don't hate it but nothing really warmed me part of it was i wasn't looking at that time and that's where that apathy comes in is that you don't look for stuff to love i actually am in a pretty good place there's there's bands i really like i don't feel myself particularly pulled into going to live shows i went to one really good show this year it was it was very good shout out to mind Four. shout out to age of apocalypse uh shout out to life's question um, shout out to Almighty Watching, uh, played Poughkeepsie, and that was a great show. Um, and I, I think I might be forgetting someone. Please excuse me if I did. Uh, but I, I am not pulled in to go see things live, but I've talked about that for a long time. Tom, where are you at? How are you feeling about where are you at with hardcore right now? Are you feeling good? I mean, I think it's been going well. I, I, I'm, I'm in that same kind of boat with you. Right. Um, it's funny. Like, I think during the pandemic, I was like, fuck man like this sucks like without having this around right and now that it's back and i hope it's only something that we're dealing with and not hardcore at large but i'm like gonna pick and choose the ones to go to sure like the shows i go to and stuff especially i mean quite honestly not to go back you know like going to a show and catching covid right not kind of put a damper on the whole fucking thing to be be (laughs) kind of be honest with you no no well, all right. Well, I'm not just going to go to like every show now because it's like I hopefully can't get it again, but I'm not trying to risk it. And, you know, and I think I think, you know, as a an older person in hardcore, mm. like um, my forebears aren't really making life easy for for folks like me. Right. And there's a lot of fucking divisiveness and like hatred going on against people that I never thought would ever be on the wrong side of hardcore at large. Yeah. The wrong side of that eight ball. Right. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like, it's fucking tiring. You know what I mean? And I think like, it's even to me that, you know, you always have that. Like, I mean, I can always speak for myself that I go like, Hey, maybe I shouldn't go to shows anymore. I'm old man. Like, you know, maybe this isn't like, you know, like, you know, and, and, but I go, you know, but I love this and I'm not going to like sure. have some take it. But like, I think given what's going on, it's becoming more and more and more of a younger person's game. Right. Because the older people are making themselves useless. It's a and good like, question. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like someone mm. was like, 
a buddy of mine was like, do you like, do you think this like it's impacting? Like, cause we had talked about like, like the, the sheer tower slap shot tour. Like that's a great fucking sure. tour. Yep. Yep. And it struggled in some places. And I'm like, I wonder yep. how many, because young kids are just like, fuck everybody over 35. I don't know. Right. No, I mean, so, so they assume the worst. Right. Well, and so let's play, let's do, uh, let's do this. Tom, you're going to be in the middle for this. Patrick, would you like to be the good cop or the bad cop on um, old folks and hardcore? Why don't you, why don't you be the bad cop, AKA the person going after you're, you're the bad cop. No, you, you're the good cop. You're the good cop. Okay. I'll be good. Who is uh, young people? people? No, anti old people. (laughs) Wait, I'm the good cop. That's anti old people. Yes. The, the bad cop is the one, the bad cop is the pro old person. So I'll take that sense. Tom in hardcore 2020, uh, Patrick, Tom, you get to be ruling on this and speak to it. Patrick, uh, hardcore 2021. It's the old people who are the ones who are the voice of dissent, who are the only ones who are really trying to come up against anything. And all the young people are just going with the bullshit. Sheeple. Uh, okay. The, the old people are lost in the sauce on uh, pedantic nonsense that young people shouldn't give a shit about. Eat shit, old man. True. Uh, the old people. <laughs> are the only are the ones who know what's up because we got to see it and these young people just don't even know what's going on they're totally disconnected from what made hardcore hardcore yeah and your father saw chuck berry nobody gives a shit shut up old man <laughs> uh you know when these old people say that it's just that they don't respect their elders they they should be learning from us elders are just some fucking weirdo exploiters i don't give a shit shut the fuck up old man Yo, these kids don't know nothing. Why do they keep talking like they know shit? They shouldn't. They shouldn't say this shit. They can't. They wouldn't say this to my face. You know what? I'm gonna fucking <laughs> rat pack your old ass with three of my fucking <laughs> young homies. We all do jujitsu. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna tear your arm off. Yo, if you read anything online that sounds like the shit I was saying, uh block unfollow or just otherwise remove yourself from that shit hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, it's something I've, I've started telling my son. He, you know, there's good kids at school. There's bad kids. And I've told him, you know, the bad influences. Move. Avoid. Distance. Easy. Just get the hell out of there. That shit sucks. Uh, you see that energy. I mean... What Tom is saying is so dead right that it feels like, and it's, I won't go ageist on this. We just did because it seems like the overwhelming majority of people who have that energy uh, reside somewhere between the ages of 45 and 60. Um, but there's people younger than that. There's people probably fucking older than that who have that. If you see people carrying that energy with them, it's, it's about them, not you. 
you know, like don't don't sweat that. That shit's so ugly. And Tom, you described it, and I could hear the exhaustion in your voice thinking about it. It's just so much. And especially since we do this podcast, I think we hear about it probably more than the subjects of it hear about it. Maybe I, I, yo, I, I, I bubble myself from a lot of that shit pretty hard because I think it's so nauseating and it's yeah. But I mean, it's like, something that people bring up to us all the time. Oh yeah. You're not, no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You know what I mean? I'm sure. I'm sure you guys hear it. You and Pat might even hear it more than me, but I still hear it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's tiring. You know what I mean? It's tiring. So um, we're in a good place with the hardcore. Uh, just go through this real quick. Um, some of the bands who th- we heard from a lot. I heard I heard Akulu a lot. I heard Scowl a lot. I heard Zulu lot. a lot. Drain a lot. Um, yep. Dare. Dare a lot. Life's Question a lot. Gel. Uh, gel a lot. End it a lot. Um, so. Yo, so there's, blind. A, there's a lot so of shit blind. There's a lot. Of, there's so Thank much. You. I mean, and those that's just like the things that I saw. Yo, it's not like we had 3000 responses, but we had a lot of responses. And those are bands who I've seen mentioned more than upwards of five to seven to ten times. If you haven't heard one of those bands, go check it out. Those are all bands of very different flavors. And um, that's just my 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 recommendation. If you don't think you're in a good spot with hardcore do a little There's seeking. Great you know, shit out there, man. There, there is. We, There's we a lot. Here's my question. Yes, I got a question. Please. So, um, we I talked about meeting a relatively famous person. I mean, pretty famous. On, pretty um, famous. I think he's pretty famous on on the Patreon. Mm, yeah. Right. And you know, we were talking biz. Yeah. You know, and this person was like, you know, I mean, this person is probably a, you know, a small venue on a tour for them is probably five seven thousand people right 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 so you know they were saying like hey you know like these shows will sell out then we get there and realize like 30 percent of the people don't show up oh yeah i just experienced mm. this it's it's now it's like i feel like that's board, happening 30. in hardcore because i cannot tell you how many shows that i've seen that have been announced as sold out that are looking kind of fucking thin yeah, I mean, I'm not like I don't want to be the fucking bearer of bad news, but I've seen some shows and I'm like, this isn't what I was expecting to see. Like, yeah, it's it an pretty fucking rough. It's an interesting conversation there. Um, so so we could talk about the reasons. I'd like to get there. Why why that might be. I would also say the first thing to me that always jumps out is, is it being labeled sold out? Um, is it for the look? You know, because I know that the getting like there's different motivations for that, too. Um, the almost sold out commentary, I think I've railed on, but it's been a while. I hate it unless it's actual like like the and I know there's promoters who love it and use it as a tool to like push. But there's Does other promoters. Work? It's stupid. Well, so when it's actual scarcity, it's the same thing as like fake scarcity versus actual scarcity yeah when it's actually down to the bottom i get it i want a promoter to go hey yo if you've been waiting there's 50 tickets left i you know just just so you know you know like i appreciate that but i know there's others who go oh hey oh tickets are moving fast this one's gonna sell out and it's like yo relax you um you're you're 25 sold on a 300 cap venue 
and it's been, you know, it's been a couple weeks. Just, yeah, right, you, right. you know, like just you, you don't need to push it like that. You know, um, that, almost, that almost defeats your purpose, you think, right? I, I just think it looks it's just a sad look. So, uh, you know, when it actually well, is no one that, knows. Well, well, right. And no one no knows till it happens. And what I like is you see it with with bands who are doing it in the real way. They say or even promoters. But it's like, you know, one stop closure is like, hey, it's about half sold out. Uh, there's 150 tickets left. Yo, there's nothing wrong with that. That's just being plain. That's speaking with transparency and said, "Hey, right. yo, figure out what you want to do." Yeah, yeah, yo, it's cool. You know, um, so I don't know. The Triple uh, B Fest did that too. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Uh, the right. Scandal, now they're like, Scandal, "There's five tickets left." Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, like okay, yo, you all, you better hustle. Yeah, if you want to get your ticket, get it now and forever hold your peace. If not, you know, um, the the optics thing. Uh, I bet some of it is. Sold out means a different thing now than it did a year and a half ago. Would you guys say that? Because you think it's based on capacity and not real selling app? Because, because like CBGB's capacity was like 215 people, and I've been to shows that had like 700 people in that room. Well, now think about what CBGB's would be today because there's capacity limitations. And but are I, there any more? Some, yeah, I think. And you get to a certain point. What Patrick should go in on is the tour he was on was playing venues where they had to take that serious. And so it's, it's a, let's say it's a 500 cap room just for a hypothetical, but due to mandates, uh, they can only do 300. Well, you know, sold out at 300, still a nice number, okay. but you look around and you're only 60% full because you can only have 300 people in the 500 cap room. If that makes sense, so it could right, it could right. be just straight up that I think that always plays in, and I'll also be honest. There's been shows I was I was let know that the Dead Heat Blind Justice show at the Shore was lit, and there was like 180 paid. But I swear, when I looked at those photos, I'm like, oh damn, it doesn't look full. People were like, no, yo, it was a dark, crowded basement. It was packed. I was like, that's fucking awesome. So uh, so I hope I hope it's more. The that it's actually some places are dealing with capacity. Pat, go in. Well, the the thirty percent that Tom mentions is what I'm hearing. I don't. I'd be interested to know how that breaks down. That's got to just be an average, obviously. Like yeah. it, so, like different types of tours. Like for example, uh, the thrice tour that we were just on plays to a uh, like a older audience than say a, a turnstile sh- tour, right? So like. The, the Thrice Tour plays, everybody's over 30, right? And, I mean, that's not actually true, but, like, let's say broad majority. Tour. Yeah, so, so, so like, let's say that people are over 30. Uh, you're going to see, I think that bands like that are going to get hit with a harder drop than a band that appeals to, like, 21-year-olds. Um, I could that's, be wrong. That's a good point. No, I think that's a good point. Like, People with families, people that like a lot. Listen, I sat down with a fucking scientist uh, uh, on on this tour, like a guy whose qualifications are fucking get him into national news on on occasion. And he's got a great understanding of virology and all these other fucking epidemiology, all this bullshit that he understands far better than anybody here. And he still didn't know what exactly to do about his children moving forward. You know what I mean? So. The, the the so if you're 30 plus and you've got a family at home you might love thrice but you don't love thrice so much that you're going through this headache <laughs> you know what i mean so like right. I but people if people have gotten are, so used to 
to being fucking homebound that you buy these tickets and whether you bought these tickets in 2019 yep, or you bought these tickets when they went on sale over the summer. And when yep. it comes down to it, you're like, ah, fuck it. Like you don't have the energy. Like yeah, people have lost the energy. I, I, we used to commute to work. We were talking about this the other day. I'm like, yo, bro, I used to an hour and a half each way, five days a week. Yeah. Now that's like insanity. If you think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Although there's a part of me, even though it will not apply to me at all, <laughs> there's a part of me that wishes that it would come back. <laughs> like, even though I think it's probably bad for the environment and a million other things, I think it's so bad for people's mental health to be home. I, I think you got to get out of your house. And even if that means like a soul crushing commute where, you know what I mean? Like, you, you, you don't have to are, do it. So eat a dick. Well, no, yeah, you know exactly, what? No, no. Exactly what you, right. What, what you're, you're saying. Though. Yeah. What, what you're saying is not wrong, but you're framing it the wrong way. What you're actually framing is that left to their own devices, a lot of people don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah. So they end up being isolated they need the structure. and don't, don't go like, yo, uh, you know, as a dude who doesn't have a nine to five right now, I had to rebuild a different structure for myself. I leave the house every day. I have to, I can't just stay in my house. I want to enjoy my time here, which I really do. I love being home, right? But it can't just be like you can't when you're trapped in your house like a fortress, you, you, you're gonna go crazy, you know. I've been there. I mean, yeah. I work fucking nine to seven, nine to eight sometimes, yeah. And it was like, oh, I haven't even checked the mail in three days. Right, yeah. because you've been just hey, great. In it. You've been in it, right? So, so you and know. By the time it comes around, you go. I don't want to go out. Right. So, so uh, Pat, maybe that's our uh, our 2023 business venture is uh, is the so you work from home now uh, business course uh, life skills course. Like, okay, so find your local uh, coffee shop, um, t- 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 cafe, etc., uh, Whole Foods that you can go sit in on two days a week to work so you can experience the world outside of your own walls. So uh, now let's go a different way. Let's, let's just say, stay inside. Here's a bib fall. Just fall apart. All right. Uh, <laughs> please reach out to our, our business associate and see if he's got anything left to spare for our, uh, our constructive ideas. Yes. Here's a smock. Just, just make a mess of yourself. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Here's a moo move. Just give up. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, Let's All right, keep around in the bases. I got some more questions. Uh, let's Patrick, do it. All right, guys. This one's more uh, a little bit more lighthearted, so let's get it. Let's stay in the current day based purely on hardcore. Where are you moving for and to and f- for what they have going on? So you're you're not moving based on the sun rises, the, the weather, etc. Based purely on hardcore, where are you moving? God, is remember when Florida was popping like three years it was. ago? It really ago? was. It really was. Yeah. I I wish we could go back to that because I'd like to go to Florida. Uh, I you know what though? Look, it's not always my scene. Mm-hmm. Speaking frankly, uh, because it's like there's a lot of like. Um, don't take this in the wrong spirit, listeners at home. I'm not the old crank calling people tourists. I'm just going to say there's a bit of a tourist energy, you know, if people could just follow my meaning as best they can there. (laughs) Uh, Southern California is, has a lot going for it. Uh, Again, sometimes, sometimes the energy is a, is too casual for my tastes, you know, looky Lou. That's why I use. Yeah. yeah, It's a bit looky Lou and it's a bit too casual for my tastes. 
but life was there too. That's oh, for sure. A lot. But I'm going to say Southern California to me has a good mix of the things that I enjoy. Um, but it doesn't seem so tightly knit that there's some of the ugliness that I can't handle. Right. Or that you'd have to break into the, the scene. Yeah. Oh God. Imagine me trying to do that at, at, at an advanced age, like being like, Hey, please accept me <laughs> at some point. At some point you can go in. Maybe we'll even get some guests on it on what it was like being in Albany. That was this Petri dish of many micro scenes, all of which were very small, but still existed with certain kind of social structures in them. Sure. There are no, so California houses don't have basements, right? No, no basements. No. So like, what's the, what's their equivalent of basement scenes? Uh, West, Co- West like Covina backyard. Back, yeah. No. So the, the smell was like their ABC. The smells like ABC. Um, and you can go back further and it's like pickle patch, whatever. Um, that's Steve Aoki's place, right? It's pickle yeah, patch. That's right. Um, backyard shows are definitely there. And then. Which is so nuts. Cause I could not imagine like, you know, somewhere in Queens, that like a full show lasting in a backyard. You know what else is something more common in Southern California than I've experienced elsewhere is weird warehouse shows that happen in someone's business. That's still an active, but it's not like it's an emptied out warehouse. It's like, Oh yeah, we cleared out some space because this dude's dad has a business, uh, but he let us do the show here. That's pretty sick. Yeah, that was weird. Um, going to backyard shows, especially when someone brings nitrous really really wild energy um <laughs> i i just want to say yeah, this is wild uh, th- this isn't uh california but i've i've played a snowmobile an active snowmobile shop and an active rug store yeah wow love it i love it um all right so you're both entering southern california okay yeah i'd have to what about you oh me uh let's go denver i like what they're doing there that's fun. Denver's got some shit, and that's like a your rally, and you love yeah. Denver. No, no, uh, yeah, and I'm, I was trying to divorce myself from that, but uh, I do really like what Denver's got going on. Let me think of one other that I can put out there that I, I where it's like a group of bands that are doing stuff. Um, well, like Chicago, Pittsburgh. No, no, no. I I, I like I the like Pittsburgh the bands, Pittsburgh. but I don't. It's there's there is kind of that um, smaller scene vibe and. I think I like Braddock. Denver's Denver's got a lot of diversity too to the sound and True. a lot of stuff is a lot of stuff is coming through there. Like it's I think it's now becoming a place where That's tours fair. stop, yeah. which is kind of nuts. Um the bay purely based on the diversity and kind of it really I don't yeah, no, I think at this point if you want to be in the bay, you can get just about whatever you want. They they got a little bit of everything there too. So that's kind of cool. Um, all right. Now, same question, guys. However, you have a time machine. So you can go back in time to any place. It has to be strictly based on the hardcore. Remember, and the one rule, I'm sorry, Tom, and maybe Patrick, I don't know. Uh, you can't stay where you are. So, Patrick, Tom, you can't God, stay man, in Boston. You can't stay in New York. You can't stay in the city. I We're can't go stay like in New Jersey. Yeah. Patrick, you can't stay in Albany. Oh, so, oh I no! I know. Whatever <laughs> will I do? The New York Wolfpack show is just uh, was calling your name, and uh, you you couldn't respond. Yeah, that's true. What's no the pie place? What's the, what's the pie place on? Uh, is it Grandma's? What's that place? Grandma's on? pies. 
I haven't had one of those in a very long time, and I can't remember if they're good or just known. Yeah, I couldn't tell you either. Ask your folks. Um, let me know. Well, people, people up here swear by farm stand pies. Like the, everybody's got their own farm stand. Oh pie yeah, 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 they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're dedicated to. Okay, so so give me your answers, guys. Redondo Beach, nineteen eighty-three. Wow. Okay. It's pretty fun. It's good, well, that general answer. area. I don't yeah. know enough. One of the no, beach that's counts. a good one. That's a, that's a, you you a little black getting, flag, you mean a little circle jerks, a little descendants, and then you fuck yeah, that's you, you'll probably catch every other little thing. You get you you're close enough, you can catch suicidal, but you're not trapped in their gang. Um, right, I'm not a psycho. Yeah, that's a good. That's good. I like that. And by the way, the South Bay, damn, um, I'd I'd live there. That's pretty nice. I live on the Strand. Damn, man! Now you got me thinking about Redondo Beach. It is a beautiful place. All right, Patrick, your answer. Um, I'm gonna say, um, let's say early '90s New York City. Interesting. All right, give why? Yeah. So thinking about it, like you, you would want to go early '80s, right? Like it, it, it's AF, Bad Brains, stuff that would just blow your mind. But sure. sure. Knowing my own sensibility, I think I would be more comfortable in almost every respect uh, in that kind of transition period. A lot of confusion going on. A lot of like bands that are trying to make it, like a lot of bands that don't know which direction they're going. And then you get stuff like Quicksand that comes out of it that just really hits you get stuff like Orange Nine that like kind of hits, uh-huh. you, you know, and you get like, burn. yeah, oh, you get burned, sure, and yeah. and, and you, you get just like an interesting shit pile of things that are like, like maybe misguided, you know, so maybe some of them are really misguided, but they work for whatever reason, <laughs> and and I just think it would be interesting, and I for whatever reason I think that, uh my skinny little like get in a fist fight once a decade sort of approach to life would probably go better. All right. With it. With it. All right. What about you, Bob? Uh, historically. Um... Hey, this is Chris Santos, host of Delirious Nomads, the Blacklight Media Podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Delirious Nomads is a podcast about all things heavy metal, as well as breakdowns of your favorite combat sports, and me being a chef and all, we'll be riffing on some food talk every week with very special guests from across the globe. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. Mm. I feel like you might be like a Detroit. Or like, like no. Yeah, like a negative approach Necros guy. Yo, those shows seem like they'd be awesome. Like to go to the meat locker would be awesome. But no, I, I want. I, I like to see stuff in transition. I, I, I my favorite period of history is the fall of Rome. I, I think that's fascinating. You know, come come join me in New York. Then. You're you're there, but it's not answer. New York. New York. The, the, there would be an argument to be in New York, 1989 to 1992, because it's transition. There's a lot of change, but it's not a full fall of Rome situation. Um, I am going to pick Washington, D.C., 83. Nice. That's a good so you pick. see the end of Minor Threat, but then you see kind of uh, a lot of heads in different directions and people trying to do different things. You see the formation of some stuff like 83 to 85. Got up to this, 
Revolution Summer. Yep, just right up to there because I think there's Beautiful a lot of stuff, and I think you get to see not just what's going on in DC, but how DC was interacting with the rest of the hardcore world on the around yeah. them. Yeah, around sure. them, and how that because it was so influential. But in that moment, it kind of becomes singular, and it's somewhat opaque in terms of like what the reaction and a lot of this has made me think uh, i made me think of it was the uh i might i think i referenced it on the podcast but i know i sent it to you guys i was at um celebrated summer records in baltimore over the summer and uh no pun there um and they had a flyer for a rights of spring embrace show in baltimore I believe it's the only time Embrace played Baltimore. I don't think Rights of Spring played Baltimore that often, but it's graffiti style. Like the band names are written in like graffiti style. Wow. And and yeah, so it's like weird. And uh, the dude who who runs Celebrated Summer, shout out. Um, Check out the band Deep Sleep. Um, He he was like, oh yeah, that's... He's like, "I, I wasn't around for that. I got in stuff just after that, actually. But the legend has it that that was kind of done as a poke at rights of spring and embrace and the DC folks in general, because they're like, pretentiousness. right. They were like, uh, because the DC guys weren't totally down with the more hard style Baltimore stuff or the graffiti kids who were coming into Baltimore, who were like into that. And I'm like, yo, 86, 85, 86 is really early for that too. Just to see that um, it was a rights spring beef eater embrace show. Uh, so wow. seeing those bands' names written in graffiti is really cool. Uh, really made me is. think that there should be a a creative uh, bootlegger out there. So yeah, DC eighty three to eighty six. Let's go. Sure. Um, also, uh, speaking of stuff that we sent to the chat, yes, I'm very upset that I sent a historic photo to the chat, and neither of you motherfuckers responded. Oh, can you John Brannon getting his hair cut into a mohawk at the Saturday oh, Night yeah. Live fear show. Yo, yeah, that's an amazing photo. I, I think, think I, was I had never just, saw that before. I think I was just awestruck. I had never seen it either. That's such a weird moment in history where it was like, I guess we have to be the most punk for this. right. It's like Ian McKay being like, "Fuck New York," and you know, yeah, like it was just like kids being like, right, John Joseph riding beef bologna for fear on stage. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's it really is crazy as far as who was who was there. But like I never knew John Brown was there. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 But I mean, I knew like the DC dudes and stuff were there. But like I knew some of the Boston folks. But like the picture of him, like you know, getting his fucking head shaved in the back. I thought that was pretty intense. Like that woman's photos were amazing of that because they were all stuff that no one else had ever seen before. Yeah. I mean, it is cool. I'm. I feel shame that I did not respond. Especially you, like Jay. You know. Check it I, out. I, you know? I know. Yeah, I should have let out. off a check it out. And you guys would. If you had said check it out, I think we would have at least said some religious style quotations, which is our favorite sure. new thing to do in the chat. Uh, everyone responded to the Whole Foods hot bar photo I sent in the chat. It was loaded and it was glorious, guys. I couldn't believe it. Uh, so shout out to the Whole Foods. Is that the uh, deal? Whole Foods? No, Wayne, New Jersey. Had a, Wayne. A, Wayne, New Jersey had a mission to go on today. Um, so. I have more questions. Do either of you want to throw anything out? Yeah, I got two things. I was just Go. sent a I was just sent a review of uh, the Drug Church EP that says for fans of Fiddlehead, nine inch nine inch nails, and fucked up. 
Two out of three. Two out of three. Uh, by the way, Nine Inch Nails. Bad. Thank you. Nine Inch Nails is this is yo. You want to talk about things that we talked about on tour? We mm-hmm. listen to Nine Inch Nails, and th- here's how it's summed up: It's like listening to some of the coolest music you ever heard, and waiting for the guy to ruin it. And <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it is. Like he writes these fucking heavy, cool songs, and then he in he inserts. Lyrics that make Taylor Swift look so fucking profound, like the worst goddamn lyrics you could ever think of, and he he just drops them in like they're not embarrassing. It's the confidence that it takes to be that corny is fuck. I envy it so much. I mean, are you saying you're not upset that you didn't write? I want to fuck you like an animal. That's his best lyric, and it's yo, terrible. Like, yes, that is it's his a terrible best lyric. lyric. No, yo, it's. <laughs> Uh, look at the lyrics to what's that? Is that uh, Downward Spiral and then yeah. Pretty Hate Machine? Go look at their lyrics. I want to fuck you like an animal is among his best lyrics. Yeah, he's a terrible fucking lyricist. Who did he just produce a, a record for? Was it Halsey? Halsey. Uh, if you want cringe, go go read the comments of, that he said about it. He's like, you could re- probably write the best pop record of the year, and that'd be fine. Or we can do something really ugly and difficult and hard to penetrate if I help you work on it. And Yo, there's like, so right, many sure. of these fucking... It's so, I'm so sure her label like, real stoked on the like, yeah, let's go the fucking ugly route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's cut the budget on this one, please. Uh, <laughs> so many of these fucks are so corny. So fucking corny. You know where uh, he's from, though, right, Pat? Uh, where is he from? He's from Salt Lake? No, he's from Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what? I, I'll take Mushroom Head over him. Dude, those um, first couple of records are incredible, but he he's maybe hitting at a 50-50 rate, and that's being generous. Yeah, I agree. I wonder how he feels that all the Google image searches, when you search his name, there's one that's so then the mostly him and Marilyn Manson next to each other. That's fun time. Yeah, he him. brought him to he brought him to the world. He um, did. He so, apologized later. He said this dude sucks. Which is funny. I will. I will say, uh, if you did a uh, Venn diagram uh, with Fiddlehead being one circle and Fucked Up being the other, and you wrote Drug Church in the middle, you wouldn't yeah, be one million enough. miles off. That's fine. Yeah. No, it's close enough. Uh, okay, here's my question for you, fellas: Have you seen Into Another Life? Yes, several times. Okay, what year was the first time you saw them live? I mean, I mean, 2012 for me. Okay. 95 I want to say okay so Bob this one doesn't apply to you Tom yep. it it almost applies to you yes were you disappointed um a little bit okay <laughs> okay I mean it was cool but I was also like a fucking 19 year old idiot that, well that's 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 why this one applies like to you. I, it wasn't like my fucking brain level was not up to Richie Birkenhead's brain level and I was just kind of like it was like garden variety shift and them. Okay. You know? So, so when I said I would, I think the early nineties in New York, I was thinking into another. And I was thinking, I'm not, I'm not such a big underdog fan that I think I would have been withered by into another, right. but I bet a lot of people were, I mean, think about it. So like 1995, like, you know, wherever, you know, you're going to see fucking, you're a fucking knucklehead. That goes to CB's every Sunday, but you also like some other stuff. But like, you know, you go see Walter and like Quicksand's like the coolest looking band in the fucking universe. Yep. Yep. You know, 
helmets to fucking looks cool. You want to dress like the guys from Helmet. Yep. Or fucking, you know, because they they dress like fucking skaters or like, you know, Orange Nine. They all look cool. And then like Richie's out there with like a like a silver shiny shirt. <laughs> yeah, looking like a fucking but like he looks like a space alien compared to everybody else. So it's like they sounded great, but it's kind of like this is weird. I don't know. Like, yeah, this is not stadium rock or hardcore. And I, it's somewhere in between. And I don't know how to process it. L- let me go in here for a sec. Um, I I think I got quoted in some interview one time saying how uh, ignore is one of my f- top five rev records. I love it. I don't know that it totally is, but it's one of my top five Rev LPs for sure. Um, that said, um, I said, I first heard this when I was 17. I didn't like it. The dude who was playing it for me was like, yeah, give it a few years. And, <laughs> yep. he, was, and he was right. <laughs> and, I, you know, by 22, I'm like, oh, okay, I get this now. I'm, I'm in. Um, so there's that level for Into Another One. Part two, the, to part two, Patrick, you identified you're coming off underdog and you're looking for just kind of like maybe an extension of that eh, it's a pretty far extension just some continuity you know what i mean and there's not there's, there's not a, the earliest material you can still get some growls and there's still some chunkiness to it but it's not underdog um but part three is unless you caught into another at the absolute best perfect show vibe I don't know if the live crowd participation energy is where you'd want it to be. Yeah, I'm gonna, full transparency. When I saw them, at, yep. so it was at Irving Plaza. Yep, probably about a half half full room. Yep. Which I mean, like at like Irving Plaza, you never went to a show that was shot. Right. And and what you want for into another is you want like you want CBs with people stage diving and getting funky and weird, basically like. Similar, yes, Groove Mosh. Groove Mosh version of what you get from like a classic New York hardcore mosh version of Underdog. You want crowd participation. You want uh, Richie to be able to hit all the notes and them to go crazy. But you also want action. And I just want to say, I don't know if that ever was 100% what was happening in Twin Other Shows all the time. Their best shows, for sure. And I've, I've seen some good videos where it looks fun, really fun. But I have a feeling there's a lot of shows where it was like, oh, people just taking it in and vibing. And that can be cool, too. But I have to be honest, and I think we all feel this. Hardcore has broken my brain. And if I'm seeing a live band who I think is at all fun or energetic, I want to see people jumping off shit. Period. All right. uh, Let me give you guys one. And then one of you can go. Uh, Finish the sentence. Hatebreed's next record will be a hate breed record. Tom, can Fine. you do better than that? Um, adequate. You can't be more okay. accurate than that. No, no. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. Um, I asked this because I was thinking about: Are there people who got into modern day hate breed records who go back? to perseverance I, I, when you go beyond perseverance there is kind of a sh- sound change i think yes but do you think there's somebody who's into a more recent hate breed record who goes back to perseverance and just goes ah yeah this is cool all right you know like they they consider it more of the same or does perseverance stand above because i'm saying like somebody who got into the yeah uh, 2013 hate breed album 
might go back and not really care. Might just be like, yeah, it's fine. Um, I think they okay. go, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, that record had a lot of energy. Like, you also had to kind of be there for it. Right. That's what I, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking of. Like, like Satisfaction sounds like a different band. It's mm-hmm. the best version of the band, but like, it sounds like a different band. But I think, uh, you yeah. know like, what? I, I think there's decent continuity between Satisfaction and Perseverance. I think it's, I, I think after Rise of Brutality, things become, like pretty spotty and I don't mean quality wise. I mean like the, the sound, some of these records sound like heavy metal records, but then that last, the one, I don't want to say the last one, the last one that I know of them to put out had like not the thickest sound. And it was kind of like going for more of a thrash thing than a metal thing. So that sound wise, they've been like pretty inconsistent, I think for a long time. But you're thinking that somebody could could someone be into the divinity of purpose 2013 and not fuck with perseverance? Yes. Yes. We we have listeners who think Rise of Brutality is their best record. Yep. Uh interesting. I don't know if we I don't know if we have listeners that think, for example, like the concrete confessional right. is their best record. Uh, but we might. And but that also has one of their shout out to you. Thank you for listening. What is the biggest song off that record, Tom? Uh, looking down the barrel of today. All right. Yo, I wanna... yeah. Go ahead. I love it. You love I mean, it's song? fucking mad. Fucking what's that band from from Detroit? King A Ten or whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's got some King A Ten energy. All right, so um, Bob, mm-hmm. we're gonna play the game, and now you and Pat are gonna go against each other. Oh yes, Ooh. I love it. All right, let's do this. All right. Um, what's so looking down the barrel of today is their number one most popular song. Holy okay. shit. Are you for okay. real? But dude. All right. Um, so what's the hot? So the third biggest song they have is on Perseverance. Mm-hmm. Right. I will be heard. Yes. Yep. How many um, overall plays do you think that has? I will be heard. Yeah. Um, 15 million. Eight million. 16,757,000. Fuck. Fuck yeah. Nice. All right. All right. Number two, Um, which I don't know. Let me hold on. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Let me see what record this is on. I think it. Oh, so this song is number. There's number two song is on Supremacy. Okay. okay. Sure. Called Destroy Everything. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like how many? Energy. How many plays? Uh, it's number two. Yeah. 23,000 or 23 million. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'll go at uh, uh, 18,669,000. Million. Million nice. Good job. Number one, looking down the barrel of today, how many do you think that has? 50 million. 44 million. 44 million listens. 44 Great. million listens. Yeah. That's amazing. What's their guess how many list monthly now? listeners? Take a guess. Uh, five million. No. No, no that's no. crazy. That's crazy. I'm gonna say uh, uh, two hundred fifty thousand. Let me say one point. No, let me say one point five million. One point one million. Okay. Fuck. Yeah. No, one point one million people is a million, fucking lot. Of that's people. a lot of people. Yeah, but I think there's some people. Hate breeds just the only music they listen to. Yeah, I think that's true. You know, it's somewhere between the Godsmack person and like 
uh, Slipknot fans who who really like a lot of different kind of music. It's just somebody who just is like, nah, man, I listen to I listen to Hatebreed at the gym, and sometimes I'll listen to Mastodon to chill out. <laughs> well, well, all right. If I had to, if you had to guess, gun to your head, mm-hmm. more monthly listeners, Hatebreed or Social Distortion? Fuck, man, don't don't social. Okay, distortion, in 2021, man. I'm guessing Hatebreed. You'd be right. Okay. Yeah. No, because by social distortion has nine hundred and forty thousand. Okay, so it's not no by hundred thousand. Yeah, but I mean, like, you think social distortion? You know what? Social distortion, and we all have it. I think we might have some nineties burn. There was a huge resurgence with Social Day because that one record's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, white light, white heat, whatever the fuck. Right, record. and then then Mike Ness had some. He did his weird covers record that like. Low key, that's a poster that was at a lot more indie record stores than they'd like to admit for a lot longer than they'd like to admit um, because it floated their bins for a long time. Uh, So we we all witnessed the social D like social D assaults. I think it's (laughs) been nothing but diminishing returns since 1999. Yeah, but I mean, there's still a band that like headlines fucking like Hatebreed has more monthly listeners than Pennywise. Yeah, I think the average hate breed listener age might be 32. And I think the average social D listener age might be 45. And I might That's be fair. I might be young on that. I might be saying that too young. And yeah, like I think it's fair. It's just they have rancid level listeners, which is crazy to me. Yep. When you think of rancid, like I feel like rancid is like the one of the biggest bands yeah. in our general world. Yeah. Corner of I think the fucking so. music, you know what I mean? Yo, what do you think is the average age attendee of a rancid concert? I'm gonna say like 30 because there's definitely some like fucking 17 year olds, and there's definitely some like 50 year olds. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's right. What about Green Day? Do they skew older or younger? They skew more. <laughs> you know, they skew more, people more. But I, 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 think I think they skew younger. I because I get I guarantee the Green Day concert you're getting parents and kids. So That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. You may yeah. not be getting that at a rancid show yet. Some. Also, because it's like you're going to see the you're going to see fucking Green Day at a baseball stadium. You could be as safe as you want to be. Rancid, you're still in the shit. Yeah, you're still at a club. You're, it's a you're GA, a you're yeah. moshing, you know, like you gotta protect the kid, whatever the fuck. Yeah, you're not sitting in fuck, you know, in the left field box. <laughs> Hold on. I got a trivia question for you guys. Let's get it. Of Hatebreed's eight studio albums. Yes. How many how many record labels? Uh six. Five. Tom, you got a guess? I'm gonna go five. Bob gets it in one. Yes. Six labels across eight releases. Oh my That's god. Awesome. Um how I, did you I, look this up? Oh, you were on fucking good old Wikipedia. I, I don't and, I don't have it up, but I, I what was the record we were talking about? Uh the concrete confessional. Yep. I want I want to give them credit because they still had songs on that record that were clicking in at like two minutes. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, 
Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. Yeah, I, uh, let me say that. Uh, oh, they've never thing. really varied from that. They sang, they sang a little bit more. Yeah. There's a little bit more like, like that kind of yeah, melody in the but, vocals. But that, that was they're, not, staying, they're sticking to it. That wasn't a great turn to me. Um, no. But but listen, it, as much as I as much as like the hate breed stuff that seems to really pop, uh, like because their era, check this out. Uh, supremacy. So that's 2006. Sorry, everybody. This is now the hate breed cast. Uh, it, it, so let's say supremacy. The new hate breed record came out 2006. It, it, supremacy 2006 uh, through divinity of purpose, uh, which is in 2013. These are these are the hate breed records I don't give a shit about. Right. Like right, just stri- right, right. straight out. No disrespect. I, th- I think I think concrete confessional is really interesting. It's like the fact that it did well blows my fucking mind in some ways. So mm-hmm. but so during that time, uh, looking at the U.S. charts, which this doesn't matter to our listeners very much at all, but peak chart position, supremacy, uh, that's uh, uh, 31 on the charts. Uh, self-titled is 37 on the charts. Divinity of Purpose, 20, 2013. It hits 20 on the charts, number one on hard rock. Wow. Yo, now here's the thing. I, I, got, a, I got a theory. I don't. Don't like sorry oh please they just people in general there were less records being sold yes okay that's yes, a fact yes, that's yeah, you're absolutely right but so i'm not as bands that are like we made the top 40 and we sold fucking seven thousand records mm-hmm. meanwhile it used to be like to hit the top 40 you'd have to sell fucking 75 to 100 probably okay tom first week. I, I agree with all that but he still had to compete with other bands so yes oh sure you're playing at the the level you're playing on whatever it is it's the same yeah so you're correct. I still think this is remarkable. I still think this is like, like imagine, look, I could sit here going, I don't like this dude's records for three records, but Jamie Hatebreed can just honestly, it just, he could just stunt. You know what I mean? He, he He's done this thing that is really fucking impressive. It's nearly and, impossible and he killed it. Yes. He's like, an incredible businessman. Let's be fucking oh, yeah. first and oh, foremost. Yeah. The dude's, a, dude's got a fucking head for the game. But he's also found a niche and a fucking uh, a, a way to write those records. And he sticks to it. It works. Yes, it's really I don't but but here's but sorry this is uh this is not on as positive a note. Um so concrete confessional uh so he goes from divinity of purpose at 2013 comes in at 20 number 1 on the hard rock charts. Concrete Conf- confessional comes at 25 on the US charts, number 2 on the U- on the hard rock sh- charts. Okay, that's cool. Still good numbers whatever. Um weight of the false self doesn't really chart like almost anywhere and that's that's kind of wild concrete confessional was on nuclear blast people and so was way to the false self people knew where to go you know so like what happened during the during the pandemic though oh you know what you're absolutely right that came out dead center in the middle of the pandemic you're absolutely right we'll give them a mulligan give Give them the next one yep but i mean dude i mean that dude still fucking moves records and it's you know like 
still plays big fucking tours and, you know, like they were just on that um, metal tour, of the, whatever it was called, metal tour of the summer, metal tour of the year. Yep. Like Megadeth and I don't know. Gojira, I don't know. You know, sounds let, right. Let's not let's not even talk about Gojira. Gojira is the most confusing thing in the world to me because it's it's pretty decent metal, honestly. Yes, better than I expected it to be. Someone played it for me. I was like, "This is actually good." Yeah, and and it fucking kills on a level that I would never anticipate. Ever, it's big, very big. Uh, I'm now in such a hate breed hole that I'm looking up their music video directors. Oh, wow. Dale Rastigini. Yeah, Dale he, Rage did all of them. Dale Rage did uh, like s- seven of them. <laughs> you know what, Pat? You know what? Like, if you want to, like, just get, if you want to, like, dive into your late era Haybreed bag, I don't yeah. know how late it is. But it's late for me, but it's they did a I forget what a, a covers record. Oh, I know. Yes, they oh, did. Yeah. But it's awesome. Oh yeah, is it? it, it there's some yes. Wa- there's some wild wild choices on it. Like I mean, like they like they cover like Sub Zero. Yep. And like, well, like, I mean, it's also it's like they'll do Slayer covers and Sub-Zero covers and like um, sick of it all. Co- it's it's I think they do. A, I think they do set it off like it's a fun like I love like I, I've been real. You know what I've been listening to? And I, Bob, you may never have heard this, but if you listen mm-hmm. to it, you'd actually enjoy it. OK. Scarhead did a, a covers record. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm familiar with this. It's actually they, I mean, never it's great. heard it, but yeah. But so, like, they got, like, you know, like, Jimmy Williams from Maximum Penalty on, like, the Leeway cover. Right. And they have, like, Eddie Sutton on, like, the, the Bad Brains cover. Like, so he, for the songs that he might not be able to pull off himself. Yeah. Dude, it's a lot of fun. Is it for the Lions? Yeah. Yes. To the Lions. For the Lions. Yeah. Um, set it off. Thirsty and Miserable. All I had, I gave. Your Mistake. It's the Limit. Super That's Touch. Cool. Shut Me Out. Sick of Talk. Life is pain, boxed in, I spoiler. It's all fucking like it's like I mean, Pat's gonna have start twitching. There's 23 songs on it. Yeah, but it's uh, so, it's songs he they clearly wanted to play, which is fun. Right. So like 90% of it. So it's like a suicidal song, a slayer song, a misfit song, Sepultura. Yeah, uh, can I paint can I paint can I paint a vibrant image for you? Yes. Uh, so looking at the list of Hatebreed music video directors, one guy's name is Kevin James Custer, uh, who is a television, <laughs> you know, like whatever he, he does music videos. And I just wanted you guys to picture Kevin James directing. That's exactly. I pictured <laughs> Kevin James in a civil war uh, reenactment. <laughs> yeah. Kevin just, James so, Custer, uh, like the Colonel or something. It's have cool. you guys gone to uh, this is fucking perfect. Have you gone to Kevin James, the comedian's YouTube? Oh, yeah. you and oh, yes. I have talked about yes, this maybe yes, on this yes, podcast. Yeah, it's great. It was really good. It's really good. When he accidentally like is like the sound guy and like the, the boom mic is like in the shot and stuff like that's literally that, that's who filmed the Hapri video. You you yeah, hipped exactly us on right. that. And I think Hilarious. I really thanked you. But yes, it, it was it lived up to the billing. Maybe one of the best recommendations we've made collectively. On so this funny. Um, I'm looking at the Scarhead Dreams Don't Die, their cover record. Um, yeah, this is solid. Uh, it's like I, a Cindy Lauper cover on that's it's the last, yeah, it's really the last fun. The, the, yeah, and it's not SOD. It's like a deep cut Cindy Lauper song. Too, yeah, you were mine. Yeah. That's cool. Good for them. I think Paul Bearer sings on that. 
Fuck. Okay. Fuck. I'm all in on that. All right. I'm Dude, th- it's such a fun record. This it's recorded incredibly well. It's so fun, dude. Like I, I love shit like that. Like, yeah. No, this is this is the, uh, you know, um, it's weird. We may have gone full circle on covers because I don't think covers happen anymore. I understand why because I'm looking at this. Um, guys, in the last five years, if you went to a hardcore show, could you have seen Outburst? Yes, right? Yes. Yep. Killing Time? Yep. Yep. Not Warzone. No. Um, Underdog? Yes. Yes. Sick of It All? Yep. Chromags? Yep. Murphy's Law? Yep. SOD? No. No. Leeway? Yes. Yep. Sheer Terror? Yep. Yep. Youth of Today? Yep. Yep. Bad brains, uh, not so much. AF, yep. Yeah. Um, so, so other than Cindy, so uh, I get why covers kind of went away. Um, covers are cool. I think people, it's kind of gone the other way. Bands don't do don't do them as much. The rule with covers should be do one, maybe two in a set if you're getting really, really, really frisky. Don't let the the cover songs dominate you. Um, if you do something fun with it, that can either be really cool or literally awful. So so tr- trust yeah. a friend to tell you one way or the other. I got a um, question about this. And and my my last piece of advice is if you cover a band and you make it part of your thing, that can be so cool. Judge did it. AF did it. Why can't you? All right. Go ahead. What's your question, Tom? So talking to Tyler from Inclination LDB. He was saying like he covered they covered it was a life vagony song, I think. Either that or a biohazard song. I don't remember. Uh-huh. I'm like how nobody knew it. Yep. So we were like, you know, there were certain songs like, you know, when we were kids or whatever, or even later on, that like you knew you play the song. It's yeah, gonna be going off. Yeah. Like indecision used to cover girl biscuits all the time. We did yeah. new direction. Oh, we did start today as new di- as indecision, new direction for MPB. No matter where or when you played that, you knew it was popping. Bonkers, just fucking. You know, are there any covers in 2021 at like say a Gen Pop hardcore show? Not like a niche. Like oh, if you play this fucking like you know fucking negative fx song it's gonna of course that'll go over yeah. some places and not ever some places not no the, right. my you chunk no. somewhere some people are gonna be psyched some people are not gonna know what the fuck you're doing is there is what? there a cover that could go or over like a, a band or like a few bands that you know would go over well yeah no no, no, no. not at all it's fucking I mean, tough yo because because there were ones like you you mentioned gb Inside out, inside out used to be a for sure it's, could yeah, really hit. Sure Yo, uh, it is not that hit at, at back to school jam. It yeah. did, actually, yeah, yeah. You guys did well. Um, Pat. That is not the case <laughs> in every place you play. There are places you can go and play that where people will be looking at you cold in the face. Like, what do you? Sure. What? What is this? So, uh, no, it is wild. Even I, I almost feel crazy to say this. I don't even think that a minor threat cover is sure to go over. Not great. at all. Not at all. Like if you bust out filler, it's not a definite response. No, no. correct. Certainly That's not crazy. a bad brain song. Certainly, no, like, certainly not. No, it, Chromags, certainly not. I, I, nope. this, I saw a band, a video of a band. I think it might be the new version of Reaching Out. Do a Chromags cover, and they did it very well. Sounded great, um, and it was minimal response. You know, it just 
it's just not the way it was. You know what? I, you know what? Honestly, I bet that there are ones that we're not thinking about because the idea of doing them would be weird to us. So like, right, so like, I, I hate recover ceremony. Ceremony cover could be. Yeah, I bet, a cer- I bet a ceremony cover would go over better than ninety percent of what we're talking about. What about a TUI cover? I thought about Big. that. I couldn't think of the band that could really pull it off. I mean, I mean, it wouldn't do it well, but it would go off. Yeah, maybe. You know, someone and and if anyone was at at um, Promcore and can 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 certify this for me, I'd appreciate it. Someone was saying that there were three system of a down covers there. Uh, I I quit the podcast. I'm out to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's over for me. Sorry, fellas. Sorry, fellas. I gotta go. <laughs> I don't like there anything were, anymore. There were local bands that played that weren't necessarily like, yeah, strictly speaking, straight hardcore. So like yeah. that's feasible. But like, was that a thing? I uh, feel like it, Slipknot it, no. is huge, right? But people can't cover Slipknot because no one's that com- not that talented. Yeah, but, I mean, like to pull that shit off. Easy either. But I'll say this: I've never seen anything in my life like going to a bigger show, and every bigger show, ha- they if it's guitar music. They play what I think it's toxicity is the song. Maybe it's chop suey, whatever the fuck it is. They play toxicity it. Of our city. They they play it through the house speakers before bands, and people treat it like they're at a show. It's yeah. re- it's really fucking weird. I've seen it multiple times, and I don't understand it. <laughs> so well, Nookie is like that too. Oh, I'm sure of that like rappers will play that and like. People yeah. go fucking People start push pitting. Yeah. Yes. God. I don't know guys, what's going on. I gotta take a hot shower. Uh, <laughs> can I leave can I leave, let's you leave can we can we yeah, let's end on a positive. I'm that, all right. That let me leave you with down. an image. Let me le- just leave you with a strong image, okay? This is my idea as Kevin James Custer the second uh for a hate breed video. Why okay. I do declare. So <laughs> uh really high contrast uh color. Uh, correction right so like the colors are popping and jamie so it's it's a it's a a grow operation a weed weed grow operation and it's got jungle sounds jamie sticks his head between the weed plants he's got a rebel eight uh bandana on and he and when the music when the hate breed music kicks in people just mosh through the weed Bang! What do you think about that fucking music video? You're fired. I'm gonna hire, <laughs> I'm gonna hire Ian instead. What? That's a better idea than anything Ian's ever had in his life. Yo, let me just pitch you on this one. Hit me. We're in a warehouse. Okay. Yeah, I'm following you so far. I hate it. Good night, everybody. <laughs>